This is an explicit podcast. This is an unsafe space where we make jokes about anything, everything, and everyone. So I'm going to need you to assume every single trigger warning. If you're very religious or if you're very woke, this podcast is not recommended for you. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome, and welcome. It's the Comedy Podcast. Hello, you beautiful fucks. This is number 192 of the Comedy Podcast coming to you on Thursday, 8th July, 2021. This is your Malaysian host, Harith Akma. Hope you're well, you beautiful fucks, because you're not... I'm in a terrible mood, neither am I. I'm, I'm so sad because I read this really heartbreaking pandemic breakup story. If you want to feel sad with me and listen to me make jokes about another human's misery, then you can go ahead and uh, skip to the end of this episode. But if you want to hear some news and my, my random thoughts, my random ramblings, go ahead. Before I start with the news, though, something interesting about the news that I learned, guys. Did you know that both sides of the spectrum of our news are owned by the same parent company? So like on one side, there's the woke side, right? Which is like Juice Free Malaysia Today. And is Malaysia Kini woke? I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to these. I just... My news source is Twitter Timeline. And your news source is the comedy podcast. (laughs) That parent company doesn't own me, by the way. But the point here is, yeah. So they own the woke side. And then what's the other side? Utusan Malaysia, New Straight Times. I, there was a few more, but I can't remember the name. So the same parent company owns all of them. And that, that to me is very sus, man. Because that, that company basically can control the narratives of like a huge chunk of the readership, news readership in this country. They could tell one side, they're coming here to take all your rights. They want to destroy your religion. They want you to be poor and not have any land. And then to the other side, they, they, they come, they, they're going to say, they discriminate against you. They put all of you in jail and they're going to they're gonna not allow you to like butts. It's horrible. So it's interesting. Like, it's not illegal, but there's the question, you know, is it ethical to allow a country to hold a country, one company to hold so much power? I don't have the answers. I'm just asking the questions, you beautiful fucks. It would be so interesting if that company decided to buy me. And I'd be like, okay, buddy, which side of, of the thing you want me to the fight? Which narrative do you want me to put out, buddy? They'll be like, well, it seems that you shit on everybody. So why don't you continue doing that? I'll be like, perfect. <laughs> Here's the point, though. Here's the point, guys. What I'm trying to shed light to you is perhaps there are a lot of things, perspectives, ways of looking at things, narratives that we're just not being fed anymore because it's not in the in, in the interests of that big parent company, yeah? They let out all these articles that make us angry. They make us angry. They know what makes us angry. You know, people are going to like quote tweet uh, Utusan saying, look at these Malay people, the past people with the white flags. And, and then 
on the other side they can quote tweet juice world agenda yahudi agenda lgbt and then you you get where i'm going with this don't you so like they can decide exactly what uh, the people get angry about but then what are the real things that we really should be angry about i'm not saying that the narratives they put out are not narratives that we should care about that's not what i'm saying at all all i'm saying is perhaps there are more narratives that we just don't we, yeah guys a lot of what you think a lot of the a lot of the worries you have yeah would are in my opinion dictated to you not just by the local media forces but to some extent the global world media forces at the same time so i would encourage you as much as you can to have an independent mindset when you look at the world and when you think about the problems of the world don't just see the headlines as what what what's the most important thing in the world right now you know what i'm saying like me personally i'm obsessed with uh, sat- life satisfaction and happiness and the things that affect that uh i i at this point i'm st- i feel like i'm starting to sound like a hippie you know like those people are like the government man they they just want war and destruction man i get that i sound like that but it's legit you know what are the things that affect my my personal happiness you know freedom of speech it's a huge one for me freedom uh oh if i finish that sentence i could go to jail <laughs> freedom to live my life however i want that kind of thing uh these are political statements i'm making aren't they mm, okay this this is starting to get muddy let's just start with the news you beautiful fucks This one is from a Singaporean news source. What are the most I'm guessing they highly regulate the the narratives over there, don't they? I'm not sure. I'm just guessing. If you guys want to correct me on that, is Singapore very freedom of speech kind of state? Can I Look, I don't feel this way, but can I go to Orchard Road, grab a megaphone and be like, "Fuck Lee Kuan Yew. Everyone, say it with me." Fuck Lee Kuan Yew. Fuck Lee Kuan Yew. Hypothetically, just hypothetically, I'm asking the question. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Lee Kuan Yew. I just want to say that I want to preface post post preface post face this. <laughs> I just want to say I really like Lee Kuan Yew. I love what he's done. Tremendous respect. But I'm just saying, could I could I just tarnish his name in public? Not slander, you know. Could I just insult him? without anything happening to me is my question <laughs> could i could i go like i don't like singapore fuck singapore singaporeans are weird could i say that i mean would they be legally allowed to kick me out for saying that i'm guessing in usa i could be like fuck america <laughs> terrorist vibes i understand maybe i should say fuck america uh Hmm, I don't know. Could I make a political statement in USA and get away with it? I have a feeling the answer is probably yes. Is what I'm trying to say. I can't I can't go to Dataran Merdeka, grab a megaphone and start yelling out like my political opinions. I would definitely go to jail. I'm on a I'm on a wild ramble here. I was talking about Singapore. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just get to the news, guys. Okay, Singapore mothership Singapore. Wow, these these The headline says Singapore Singaporean boy learns trigonometry by himself at 8 scores A star for IGCSE O level maths at 
nine. Wow. And I'm seeing a photo of this kid. Yeah, he's in the middle with his glasses. He's really cute. He's got his his papa on his right, mama on his left, and then two young siblings um, uh, next to him as well. One younger brother, one younger sister. Why am I bringing this story up? It's this, guys. Can you imagine being the younger siblings of this <laughs> of this kid? Your elder brother is forever setting the example and standard for you for the rest of your life. The parents are going to be like, ah, why why you don't be like Achong there? It's Achong. The t- <laughs> uh, Jit, Jit Weng lah. Whatever. Achong. Let's stick to Achong. You see Achong, he can study at, at nine years old. He got A star for, 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 for maths. What are you doing at nine years old? You can't even color properly in the circle. You <laughs> No, no, that's stupid. No one's coloring at nine anymore. That's more like a six-year-old thing, right? No, what are they learning at nine? Fuck, I don't know any nine-year-olds, thank God. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to have a kid, man. I need to know this. I don't remember much of my life at nine, to be honest, you know. You know what my earliest memory is, guys? Like the thing, the earliest thing I ever remember is being six years old. Fuck, I feel like shit. Because a lot of my friends are like, oh yeah, I remember when I was three years old, but I don't have memories of three. I have memories of six. I was just sitting on a dining table in my house and I was looking, I was wearing shorts and I was looking at my thighs. That's it. It's a really benign, banal, banal, anal. Uh, It's really, (laughs) it's really a banal, but yes, that's how you say it. Banal. It's really a banal memory. Uh, Back to the news. Yeah, this fuck at nine. Jeez. But yeah, poor poor children, man. I, I don't know what's going to end up happening to them. They're going to forever try and study as hard as... I must I must beat Coco. <laughs> then mama will love me. <laughs> mama and papa never give me attention. Yeah, they're going to be... You know what's going to happen here? This is my prediction, yeah. That kid's going to like... Probably go to ha- Harvard, Oxford. My son go to Harvard. The other two, I don't know. I only have one son. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this kid's going to go to Harvard. He's probably going to end up being a consultant or a lawyer or something like that. And these the, the younger kids, right, they're going to have some sort of complex, yeah? It's going to take them one in one of two directions. Either. They're gonna be. They're gonna have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they're gonna be like the kind of guy for the rest of their life, who feels like they have something to prove. They're gonna be super successful, probably at a business or something, but they're still gonna be resentful to their parents because despite that, the the elder son who's who's a poor went to Harvard, the elder son's always gonna be the golden child no matter what. And this this more successful middle child, this boy I'm looking at is gonna be resentful forever because of this, despite being more successful and richer and all that. So that's one route they could take. The other route they could take is drug addict prostitute. Just <laughs> extremes. Extremes. I see it all the time in families. I ain't no psychologist. I ain't no sociologist. I'm just talking based on uh, what what I've seen in the world. Yeah, I'm not wise. I'm not old enough. I ain't aged. I'm not fine wine. I'm only 26 years old. Just making jokes here, people. But I have a feeling some of you might agree with me. I I met with a conspiracy theorist today. 
I'm not going to reveal the identity, but this person asked me a very interesting question. Hey, man, this is the COVID situation in Malaysia is getting really weird. And let me ask you something. He says to me, let me ask you something. Do you think someone is sabotaging Mahiadin's administration by purposely spreading COVID? And I was like, wait, wait, wait. What you're telling me is you're asking me if his enemies, his political enemies are purposely sending Banglas out there to sneeze COVID on everyone. Is that what you're asking me? And he's like, no, you're the one who brought up the Bangladeshis. <laughs> but essentially, yes, I'm just asking, do you think people are trying to fuck with him by spreading as much COVID as possible so the numbers are bad? So his reputation gets tarnished. So no matter what no matter what happens with the lockdown and everything, the COVID still spreads. And I at, and at that moment, I was just like, man, this is some conspiracy theory, fake news level info, man. And he's like, and then he said to me, what info? I'm just asking the question. And I, and then I replied, I don't have the fucking answers. I don't know. But are you suggesting to me that that's what you think is going on? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, I don't know either, man. And we just realized we're, we're both idiots who don't know anything. But I just want to caution you guys. Be careful with that shit, man. Because you never know how people... You know how rumors start, right? <laughs> and I just want to say, I hope that when I say that to you, you guys don't get fucking paranoid and start start like a tweet storm spreading this fake news. Because look, this, this thesis, if you want to prove... If you want to be a proponent of this idea, you got to come with some evidence, right? And I haven't seen even a little specter of evidence to suggest that this kind of crazy shit is is even happening. So, yeah, it's just crazy. Anyone who says something like that, don't believe it unless there's evidence. It's time. What what is it? What time is it? Harith, what time is it? Hey, baby, it's time for some podcast love. Oh, I love this. Let me take off my pants. Hey, beautiful fucks, if you enjoyed today's episode so far, you appreciate this. You appreciate it when I take off my pants. If you like that and you want, you want to help me grow, Saz, <laughs> so so uh, I apologize for taking it to a sexual place, force of habit. Uh, I, I guess it's because I haven't gone on like... You know, like a like a fresh, like a new date. I've been in a relationship for a while now, about two years. So, like, we have fun dates and all that, but we don't take it to a sexual place as often when we talk anymore. You know what I mean? It's not the it's not the the honeymoon period where you I'm humping all the fucking time. No, we 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 we've sort of settled down into that mellow old people love. Oh God. Gotta spice spice things up, man. I'm gonna gonna just chuck curry powder in her face anyway. Uh, what was I, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, just force of habit. When I'm on dates, I'll be like, uh, <laughs> I'll say stupid shit like that. Would you like to help me uh, grow this? And then they would laugh. And, or they might get excited and play play back, or they might never want to see me again. the The results on my dates tend to be very extreme. So, so back to the podcast, love. Hey, if you want to help me grow, the best way you can do that is just to recommend this podcast to your friends, 
by taking a screenshot of this beautiful episode right here, uploading it to your muat naikkan kepada uh, Instagram story anda. Upload it to your Instagram story. And you can tag me at the comedy podcast underscore while you are there. Feel free to DM me any of your Instagram stories. And, uh, you know, whatever it is about uh, relationship questions, uh, pee pee touching, romantic advice. Did you see a funny article online that you would like me to address on the podcast? I'd be happy to do that, you beautiful fucks. Looking forward to your DMs on the comedy podcast underscore. I'll speak. And now, sus <laughs> brain fart. And now back to the podcast. Oh, I'm sweating balls at the moment. Apologies if you can hear the aircon at the background. I'm gonna try and edit that out, but I do need to be comfortable when I'm when I'm doing this. Okay, I had a shit. Sus, I heard something. I had a request uh, for me to try and speak. Uh, Sarawakian Malay on my TikTok so I'm gonna do that right now uh, just show off a little bit you know okay uh, Sarawakian Malay Sarawakian Malay let's see kami pandai kelakar bahasa Sarawak kita kita pusak pusak kami tinggal kat dekat kota yang ada banyak pusak pusak kita si boleh pegang burit kami Gila kita. Kita si boleh merolah kat situ. <laughs> Kami mau beli uh, manok. Manok yang tok. Yeah, there we go. This sounds funny, right? I mean, no, 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 no. I take it back. I didn't mean to insult you, so beautiful Sarawakian fucks. I just, it, it sounds fine to me. But to these Semenanjung West Malaysian people, we we might sound like... Eh, is it that bad? You know how, guys. Let me let me let me tell you what it sounds like. If you don't know what what bahasa Sarawak means, right? It just sounds like like this. They already think we're we're like some some tribal land, right? So it's just I think a lot of them I'm, I'm guessing okay I'm just guessing a lot of them might think we sound like 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 whiny tribal people but when if they ever do that to you just 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 shoot back man you know oh you you live in the long house you live in the trees right so when you get that just be like no actually we paid for your twin towers uh you're stealing 95% of our oil nah stealing's the wrong word obviously we 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 signed a contract to give you 95% of our oil. It's more accurate. What else? And uh, yeah, don't fuck with us. Uh, there's a bunch of us can cut off your heads. Uh, yeah, Iban culture. <laughs> what else? Our, our women are beautiful. And uh, how else can you? Oh, and if they make fun of any of the language, just be like, well, you, you think your language is so, you think your dialect is so... Uh, um, Sophisticated. This is what you guys sound like. <laughs> Just do that. Okay. Oh, guys, I had a great time last night joining the live session of Randomly Relatable SG or Singapore. You've heard of them, right? They're um, uh, these three people that, that I love. 
Shurime Weiss and Sabrina, fellow Malay beautiful brown fucks in Singapore over there doing the live session. They're cool people, man. Good-looking Malay people too, except Shurime. A very entertaining bunch. Uh, it's just uh, it's just that one time they almost, uh, I mean, one time yesterday, they almost started a personal war with me. Guys, you got to back me up, yeah? When Y said that Malaysian fast food is disgusting, he was like, man, Malaysian fast food is just disgusting, bro. I, don't, I can't tahan it. He said that to me, to my face on the live when Malaysian KFC is one of my favorite foods of all time and has been since I was a kid. So this, it was a war. The, the, and I felt like, what the fuck are you saying? You don't even have cheesy wedges over there. You stupid. Even in Sarawak, I can get cheesy wedges, yeah? It's so dumb. I don't understand why Singapore KFC doesn't, they, they just don't adopt this shit. Do Singaporeans not like cheese? They wouldn't know good food if it hit them in the back of the throat. Anyway, yeah, I was already sharpening my curries when I remembered that they have uh, state-of-the-art tanks, uh, fighter jets, and artillery. I think all I have is like a sampan and a hockey stick. And so, <laughs> so I dropped it really quick. In any event, I know Weiss was probably joking. Please don't start another flame war about this. Uh, he was joking. Yeah, <laughs> Don't attack him. He's a nice guy. I love Weiss. All right, there we go. Anyway, uh, what I am wondering about, though, when it comes to their thing... Right? Oh, uh, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, I did an episode with them on Randomly Relatable SG. Go check out the Spotify. We talked about the different, like the differences between Malaysia and Singapore, especially from a Malay perspective. Interesting conversation I had with them. Anyway, what I do wonder about them, yeah, the Malays, you know, being Malays in Singapore, how are they doing trying to create content, being in a being a minority in an already a tiny country, you know? I just wonder if it's viable. It's just small, isn't it? I'm just curious. That's all I'm saying. But the majority Chinese, uh, will will they like subscribe and listen to them? Is what I want to know. Why are these Marais people talking about? Like, I'm just <laughs> generally curious about that. Like, if they would vibe with them. Or is the Malay uh, listenership enough? I'm not sure. What I do, though, is the, the Chinese over here, man, they, they create content for themselves. And it's awesome. I love seeing it. I love to see it. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they're, they, they're well, they're received well. Uh. I, I wish them all the success because they're so interesting so bubbly I, I would just love to see them succeed okay i'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant yeah so people all my life have told me good things happen to people who know how to wait now, my parents told me that growing up patience is important yeah and then recently i watched uh, ivar you know from the vikings ivar said it and i was watching it with my papa and he's like that's right Good things happen to those who know how to wait. Patience, son. Sometimes he gets all Lion King on me. But when I think about that, you know, let's say, let's imagine this scenario. You had a gun in your pocket and someone was robbing you. Would you want to, like robbing you at a store, for example, would you want to shoot at the robber or are you going to wait for the robber to stab every child in the store until you shoot the dude? Saws, yeah, I assumed his gender, yes. But let's face it, it's mostly the men committing these acts of violence, right? Just let me shit on men. We're on the same team here. Good things happen to people who wait. Let's say the love of your life comes up to you. 
and says, hey, I love you. I want to make sweet love to you and just drain all the pleasure juices right out of your body. In that scenario, are you going to unzip your pants or are you going to say, hey, a lady, we got to wait because I'm a patient man. And then she replies, but I'm horny now. And even though you are 10 times hornier than her at that point, you say, nope, just trust me. We got to wait. And then she's like, fine, fuck it. Goes home, purchases a 13-inch dildo from Shopee, takes care of her horniness issues herself, but then acquires a taste for massive penises and then only wants to hook up with expats because I, I've talked about the Malaysian dick size a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to rehash that. But then you know the story. The expats break her heart. Expats aren't here to settle down. It's not like the old days where they were more relig- and more religious, more gentlemanly. They come here for a wife. Now they come here to spread their seeds, jizzing left, right, and center. So then the expats break her heart, and she's and then she's like, I want a good man. And then she comes back to you, and then you say, Oh, Saz, good things happen to those who wait, so I'm gonna wait. And then she kills herself. So now the woman you love no longer exists. So that at that point, can you still tell me that good things happen? To those who wait. I feel like this maxim runs counter to the other maxim, you know. Carpe diem sees the day. People are just saying shit. <laughs> People just say things. I could say something. I could just make things up. Happiness comes to those who exercise a lot. Like <laughs> Brussels sprouts are the key to penis health. I don't know. You see, it's just words. Don't take the things people say too fucking seriously is uh, is what I'm talking about, yeah. I was talking about this with my brother, yeah, when I talked to him. He was like, uh, when, when I uh, told him about, you know, the girl killing herself, <laughs> that, that really ridiculous tangent I just went on, he's like, hell yeah, that's a decent outcome, actually, because relationships suck and you'll just get your heart broken. So, dude did the right thing by waiting and i don't know how to feel about people i don't know how to deal with people like my brother who think like that you know yeah <laughs> just like ah, love just breaks your heart why bother everyone leaves eventually nothing's permanent like yes that's the point that's the beauty of it that's the beauty yeah some traumas you can't overcome i understand but isn't the suffer isn't suffering the beauty of life, guys? Isn't it the point? If everything was perfect, if you were just so happy all the time, like ah, ah, wee aren't you gonna get bored after a while? Aren't you gonna get tired of being happy all the goddamn time? Being happy all the goddamn time is not sustainable, you beautiful fucks. What happens when you're satisfied with your conditions? You want better, you want more, you want more. If we keep wanting more, we'll have the entire universe or something, you know? So the key is contentment. Look at me, some some philosophical shit. <laughs> Don't listen to me. All right, uh, time for the uh, listener submissions, okay? So this is the breakup story I was talking about. And a pandemic breakup, so let me read this right now. So I met the love of my life three months before my mom passed. 
I'd been on a streak of bad relationships on the very same day that I decided to let the latest disaster go. I said to the universe, fuck it. If I really love him, like I said I do, I'll let him go and be happy. So she's saying uh, she broke up with a guy. And that was the night I met my love. So she met the guy the same night that she broke up with this guy. Because he was the upstairs neighbor of the disaster, I let go. Wow, you, you, this girl is lucky. She didn't have to open a Tinder app. She didn't have to go on Bumble. She found him in, <laughs> in the same building. You know how lucky you are? Right after you break up as well, goddamn. We were pretty much inseparable after we met and it was this surreal connection when we first saw each other. Like, hey, I know you. What took you so long? I guess my body knew I loved him before I did because on the second night I spent at his place, I woke up in the morning and let out the loudest fart. And you know we girls don't fart for a full year when dating. Oh my God, is that right? I have not heard Taylor fart yet and it's been two years. And I've been in a relationship where I've, uh, me, I'm talking about Harith now, yeah? I've been in a five-year relationship where I've never heard her fart once. So I'm wondering, are they just hiding it from me? Should I go to Taylor and be like, you fart right now, fart. This is real, woman. This is love, fart. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this lady just farted. Because I forgot where I was and was super comfortable, my eyes stayed closed because I wanted to die from embarrassment. But I heard him laugh as he was scrolling on his phone and he mumbled, nice. Bingo, I found the one. Was that your test? Can I fart in front of him and he likes it? This <laughs> Ladies, that's the test for the love of your life. Fart in front of the man. If he likes what happened, that's the guy. <laughs> I'm just joshing here, you beautiful fuck. I'm kidding, yeah? Uh, continuing. Sadly, when my mom passed away, he had to leave the country as he lost his job in the same month. I'd been in an LDR before and I said up front, listen, an LDR is really hard. Are you sure you want to do this with me? He said, yes, don't worry. He said he'll be back in January with a new job for sure. January came and well, it's a tough job market, so I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Then for a couple of weeks, he went MIA and I freaked out until I dreamed of him. And he said, in the dream... I'm so sorry. Was he French? I think she mentioned he was French. I'm so sorry for disappearing. There's something I have to deal with the family here. And I should have brought it up sooner. But now uh, I feel like it's too late and I'm afraid to talk to you. So he said that in her dreams. In my dreams, I said, she's she's an adorable Asian girl. So I'm like, it's all right, babe. I understand. Just come and talk to me. Three days later, in real life, he texted me with the exact same words. Hey, babe, I'm so sorry for and so on and so forth. So he texted her the exact same words that she dreamed of. Turns out there was a death in his family and he was traveling to settle their affairs. During that conversation, he asked me, Well, it, look like, it looks like it'll be harder for me to get a job in Singapore. Would you like to come to Europe instead? I know I'm not perfect, but uh, when I'm with you, I'm a better person. <laughs> we complicit. I said, of course, babe. 
So she agrees to go to Europe. It's basically this part of the story now. And that was scheduled for March 2020, which of course now in retrospect, we know it as the month that the world shut down and closed every single fucking border. Here we go, guys. This is the tragedy is coming. Hold on to your seats. We tried to hang on. He got COVID. Oh, boy. We thought Thailand would be our mutual zone. He got a new job in Europe. I started the blog. Oh, uh, Shy and Curious is her blog, guys. Go check it out. Eventually, it got to July and we had a big fight. So I told him, I don't know this version of him anymore. <laughs> version of him. What is it? Like, like a bad, like a bad uh, patch, is it? <laughs> bad patch. Gamer joke. Anyway, we started talking again in September, but I could sense he was fading. I told him, listen, we can't plan anymore just because we don't know where the world's borders are going to open and it's making us both crazy and depressed each time the rules change. But in February 2021, oh, almost an entire year later, guys. In February 2021, he cut the cattails off and deleted me off his social media. Okay, I told him there was no need to be so cruel if he found someone else, but I cried for three nights holed up in my room. Okay, guys, before I continue, I just want to rant a little bit. Why do people do this? Why the moment you break up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delete her off all my social media. Can you? <laughs> it's so mean. It leads to, you're breaking their hearts, man. It's like, it's so, it's unnecessary in my opinion. What Do we have to do this? Delete. I mean, if she cheated on you, broke your heart, lied to you, some like stabbed your mother, something crazy, I understand. But it was mutual. Can we? Well, why we do that? Because I cannot bear out to see her face. Seeing her face will make me so scared. I cannot do that. Be strong, my man. Be fucking strong. Yeah, I sound a bit ignorant. Apologies. Continuing. I never felt such pain and sadness before. All the time while I was writing about love and hope on the blog, I saw my therapist and my tarot card reader and slowly but surely I got my life back on track. I like this. I need to find myself a tarot card reader. Nice. Tarot cards. That's cool. Do any of you do any of you know tarot cards? Can you do a reading for me? I want to like sample this shit before I see a professional. Anyway, then this May, I had a feeling he'll show up again, and he did, and I was happy for a while. Oh, no, this is one of those on and off again things. But I was also stronger and finally figured out that as much as I love him, I deserve to receive as much love as I was giving. So we drifted again. This is honestly a tough one to write because it's one of those what-ifs. It didn't end because we didn't love each other. It ended because the world went on pause and we were separated. I don't know if perhaps we would have found out sooner that we weren't meant to be if we were stuck together in Singapore during these trying times. And there's still part of me that knows one day, maybe way further down the road, we'll find our way back to each other and try again. Here's my thoughts on this, yeah. First of all, thank you for being so honest, bearing your heart open for all of us to, to see. Most of the time, if you break up in a long-distance relationship... Most of the time, it's not the LDR's fault. It's your issues being amplified to an unbearable extent. Yeah, Small small annoyances become huge annoyances. I don't think this is your case though, beautiful dear listener. I think it's like this. 
two, it's like there's like two people can come over, two people in love together can overcome any problem, right? Okay, cool. If I stab one of you in the eye and you die, you're not together anymore, technically, right? Was that a problem that your love could overcome? My love will protect his eye. It doesn't work like that. In those rare cases, the world, the, sometimes the world just fucks with you, yeah? It, it was an extreme example, but in this case, I really do believe when I read your story and after talking to you about uh, your story, I really do believe that you two are meant to be and... I really hope that maybe one day you can find your happily ever after. All right, guys, that's the time I have for today's episode. It was a little emotional. If you're still here, thanks for uh, hanging out with me till the end. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.